You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Another day, another pile of lies that we sit here and we look at, and more truth gets exposed. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. You know, to the point about the lies and the, the truth, that is actually the, the, the truth coming out and seeing uh, the lies get purged like that. That is something I enjoy. I, I, I quite enjoy finding the truth on things. Whether I was right or wrong on the, the, the instance, I just want the truth. And it, it's it's nice to, to see the truth. Mm-hmm. I get the... Uh... I get the feeling of the old Dragnet show, you know. Uh, you, you remember Joe Friday, yeah? Everybody knows Sergeant Joe oh, Friday. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows Sergeant yeah. Joe Friday. If you know, if you know Dragnet, do, just... you've heard the name at least. You've heard the name at yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. <laughs> That's oh, what yes. you would always yes. say. Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you exactly what happened? Just the facts, ma'am. That's all we want. Meaning, just tell us the truth and leave all the rest of it out. We don't care about any of mm-hmm. the rest of it. It's exactly what you're saying. Just the facts. That's all yeah. we want. Just the facts. Just the facts. Yeah. yeah. You saw a lot of some of the uh, footage that we were reviewing before we started of what's happening down in Victoria in Australia. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. Those to me. About time. Yeah, it's about time. Those, those to me, those people that are out there in the streets, those construction workers, those those men, they look like they're ready to stand up and do what's right. You really don't I mean, want to. And I'm just I'm just putting this out there. OK, I know a lot of tradesmen. OK, I know a lot of them. They don't take too kindly to a government telling them how to live their lives uh, and, and what to do. Now, they might vote the the trade unionists. They might vote to the left. Yeah, because that's always been the, the party of uh, trade unions and everything. Yeah, leftist parties, Democrat parties, uh, liberal parties, blah, blah, blah. Right. They took over the trade unions. That was one of the big things that they had to do when they brought the Marxist movement to the West and they started to infiltrate it. Example, when you had Marxist groups from Soviet Russia cross over into uh, what was at the time uh, West Germany, the problem they ran into was, uh, what's going on here? They said, what do you mean? They said, what's going on here? You, You have to do things differently here because your people actually have money. They, they actually have jobs. They're happy that this revolution isn't going to work. So you need to you need to change tactics. That's when they decided to infiltrate the labor unions. You see, the working man was the way that, that things were. That was the way things were. Case in point, the coal miners union in West Virginia, just for an example, right? United Coal Company, coal miners union. You go back 100 years, union strikes and all the rest of it. Yeah. Always Democrat. Always Democrat, always on the on the left. And I'm not saying anything against that because 100 years ago, the Democrat Party of 100 years ago is not the Democrat Party of today. Hell, the Republican Party of 20 years ago is not the Republican Party of today. But my point is, is that they've always stuck to that side. They used to be for the people. They used to be for the working class people, the Democrat Party. They did. They used to be for the working class people. They used to be for a fair wage. They actually used to be back in the 50s. The Democrat Party in America actually used to be for somewhat limited government, somewhat. I know it's hard to believe by today's standards, but that just shows you how much the infiltration has 
uh, has progressed. But I look at Australia and I see the outright capture of the trade the trade unions down there. That's what I see. Now, we knew that there was something that was kind of nefarious going on down in Australia, but we weren't exactly sure. We couldn't really put our finger on it. But we started to get a little bit of a hint. There is some connections in there with not just uh, the Victoria uh, state government, but the national government as a whole. And when I say the national, I'm talking like Morrison level. When you get up in there, there is connections with that scientific community and the Chinese Communist Party and the American and the European side of things. All that ties together. There are connections there. But the trade unionists, we're talking about that today. I I don't want to get too far off topic here. We're talking about, but it's all connected any way you look at it, because that connection goes with the trade unionists that are now being told, take this or you're going to be fired from your job. Well, they shut everything down anyway. You would think at least, well, okay, we're going to keep the job sites open, but you're going to be sent home unless you get uh, vaccinated. No, they just shut it all down. You see, it doesn't matter even if you do what you're told. Could it be something else more nefarious? Could there be another possible, I don't know, maybe a, a deal behind that? Usually when we see these types of things, when you see a politician or uh, you know, a, a political party or something come out and and all of the politicians that are involved in that, uh, that touting that line in the media and everything else, they all seem to run with the same thing. And then it kind of just moves you out of the way, like the deindustrialization of the Midwest of America, the Rust Belt, as we call it. Oh, uh, we're bringing jobs back to the communities when in reality, they're shipping them overseas. See, they weren't bringing the construction jobs in to America. We were actually moving them out. We were offshoring our jobs. We weren't actually bringing them in. In Australia, now you have the reverse of that, specifically with the Victorian government, the premier of the Victorian government, Dan Andrews, who is nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found. He did release a statement today from his basement. Apparently, he's not uh, he's not very well liked with uh, the gentlemen out there in the streets. He can't come out and face them. Why is it all of these leaders and premiers and prime ministers and governors and mayors and all the rest of them? Why is it when they hand down these edicts that are illegal and they come out and they threaten people and they talk down to you like you're an adult child? Why is it when they do that, then they run and hide when the backlash starts? They're cowards. They're spineless, faceless cowards. Where's Emmanuel Macron? Where's Angela Merkel? She's still the chancellor of Germany. Last time I checked, she's not out of there yet. She hasn't left office yet. This is her last term. She's not seeking re-election. Where is she? Since COVID passports have come in, where is she? Where's Emmanuel Macron? Since he has put COVID passports in, when he was on French Polynesia, by the way, out in the middle of the Pacific, while he was basking in the sun out there getting flowers hung around his neck, where is he? Where is he since he introduced COVID passport? Where is Dan Andrews, the premier of Victoria, the Victorian government, where is he since he has uh, dumped all over the tradesmen? Where's he? You see, they're nowhere to be found. I'll tell you why they're nowhere to be found, because they're compromised. I don't know what it is. I, I really, I, I don't know how bad it is. I'm starting to get a, a little bit of a feeling, but I honestly believe that whatever it is that we're finding out on the surface, it's a whole hell of a lot worse than that. Because just because you go out and you have a dinner with, oh, I don't know, the Chinese government or something. I mean, that's and that's what we're talking about here with the premier of uh, Victoria. When you go out and you have a dinner and you have a secret agreement with that government, then, OK, that's pretty bad. Okay, that's pretty bad. But it has to be something more than that. See, it's not just enough to for the Chinese Communist Party. It's not enough. Actually, the Communist Party in general, I shouldn't just relegate this to China because it's the Communist Party in general. This is how they do things. This is how they compromise people. It's not enough to simply compromise someone by 
taking them to dinner and having some kind of a business deal, it has to be worse than that. It has to be because let's be honest, the, the Communist Party in general is a criminal organization. It's organized crime at its highest levels. It's a criminal cabal. You have to have something that will compromise people to the level that, okay, well, it's easy enough for a politician to come out and say, well, yeah, I had dinner and, uh, well, you know, we kind of, we had this deal. Okay, fine. You could admit that and he takes a hit in the polls. Okay, so what? It has to be worse than that. They have to have something on you that is so bad that you will literally sell out your own people. Has to be something so bad. We don't know what that is. And I'm not sure if we ever will know what that is. What if it's not? What if it's not anything like that? What if it's just they simple? offered them a yeah? What if it's just they offered them money or or uh, freedom or well, or a seat at the table, quote unquote? See, which see, back they in the get, day, but. yeah. But see, back in the day, like for example, the Communist Party when when the Soviets were running the show back in the day. Well, I shouldn't even say they were because it you know it all comes back to the banks, but that's a side issue. When the Soviets wanted to compromise someone, then they would use back in like the fifties and sixties or something. They would use the um. The whole thing about uh, getting dirt on you with like a, a sex operative or something. That's what mm-hmm, they would do. Mm-hmm. That's how they would compromise people. Because back then, we still had a, a family unit. We still had the traditional family in the household. So that's how they would compromise people. Now they don't do that, right? The family institution has been broken for the most part, for the most part. So they had to switch to something else. They did switch around the turn of the century. They did switch to human trafficking and child sex trafficking. That is now the currency of the global order. Make no mistake about that. So all of that shifted. But I'm not saying that that's what this is with uh, Dan Andrews. I'm not saying that's what this is. I'm simply saying what's being reported here that's already public. Of course, it wasn't public until last night. What is that? Well, let's have a look. Let's have a look at what's being done to the tradesmen down in Victoria and why. I want to ask you two big revelations today. A Belt and Road deal, a secret document has made its way in the public domain. Uh, I think it was forced by the upper house to be released. It's the memorandum of understanding between the Victorian government, the Chinese government. It comes uh, from 2017. It doesn't make for good reading. This is a deal personally negotiated by the Premier. It included offers to support Chinese companies doing business in Victoria with both market access and mm-hmm. encouragement to invest in large public projects. Now, uh-huh. what would an Australian company feel like uh, reading that, that there what, is some sort of preferential inside running for a Chinese company under this secret deal? wouldn't matter what country the company's from. It just seems to me to be institutionally wrong. I think it's something the Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission should have a look at. You can't go and offer market advantage to anyone. If you're going out to market for a tender and a proper process, that doesn't mean you sign a deal with any government, let alone a foreign government, uh, to then say, well, you know, come to our state and we'll give you preferential treatment. It doesn't and it shouldn't work like that, certainly not in a democracy like Australia. Well, I have to say, I, I have to say too, not in relation to China, either when we know that there's a lot of slave labour uh, coming out worryingly from some of the Chinese factories, particularly in the Uyghur area. So he's negotiated a deal in secret in 2017 with the Chinese Communist Party to invest in the state of Victoria in public projects. What are public projects? Public projects, that would be the construction sector, infrastructure, that type of thing. That's what public projects are. Now, I know exactly how this Belt and Road Initiative of China operates. This is what they do. This is exactly how they do things. They go into a country 
And it's it's genius if you think about it. They go into a country and they say, uh, yeah, we are interested in that, uh, you know, whatever, that resource or whatever it is you have over there, you know, fresh water or uh, oil or, or whatever, you know, so, something, whatever, whatever the corrupt government can't uh, get their hands on or whatever. In this case, Australia, one of the things that they're interested in down there is oil and iron ore. Uh, they're interested in steel production in Australia. But what they'll do is they'll go in and they'll say, OK, we are interested in that, but um, we're going to need somebody to broker that deal on the inside. Uh, and we would prefer it to be somebody at the highest levels. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer you infrastructure deals. We're going to offer you public project deals. We're going to offer you construction deals and everything else you can think of. And that's what you're going to promote to at, uh, that's what you're going to promote to your people. And then we're going to get the kickbacks from that. And uh, well, we're going to make sure that you get reelected and you stay in office and you're going to get to keep your cushy job and the people are going to love you. That's what the Chinese Communist Party does in another nation. Most notably, they're, they're doing that in Africa and in Australia in recent years. We knew that the Chinese Communist Party was getting their, their hooks deep into Australia. But um, this, this, what they've done here is, well, They've made a construction deal with the state of Victoria. Well, what does China do when they make an infrastructure deal? When they make construction deals in these foreign countries, it just seems like they might be doing the same thing here. China doesn't like to use the native population as their labor force. Something about uh, wages or something, they, they really don't like that. So what they'll do is they'll supply their own labor and they'll supply their own people with their own materials to that public project. But see, here's the problem. For China to expand internationally, which is what they want to do, which, Bruce, you were talking about the real estate thing. You can bring that up here in just a second. Uh, for China to expand internationally, which this is what they shifted to. In the 90s, they said China's collapsing economically, ecologically, all the rest of it. We're collapsing. We need to move out to the other parts of the world. If we're going to grow food, if we're going to sustain our population, if we're going to grow this uh, th this Chinese uh, world order, then we're going to need to expand. So China shifted. They started sending their people out into the world to reverse colonize all these different parts of the world. That's what they're doing. The problem is, is that Australia, you know, darndest thing, Australia is full of Australians. You know, it's kind of like America. You know, it's full of Americans. You know, it's just that that pesky little thing from the uh, from the standpoint of the Chinese Communist Party. You see, the Chinese, I'll put this into black and white. The Chinese want Australia. They don't want any Australians. The Chinese want America. They don't want any Americans. The Chinese want Europe. They don't want any Europeans. This will bring them in line with the sick elites that we have running things and people like Bill Gates who want to depopulate the planet while he's standing up there on a stage with a pink sweater on telling you he's going to use vaccines and people are laughing at him. You're being put out of work. You're being told to get on the train cars to Auschwitz in Victoria, basically go get your vaccine. And we all know what happened when you got on the train cars. You're being told to get out of the way by the premier who has made a deal with the people that want your country without you. Think about that. So... One of the things that we were seeing in, well, not just Australia, this is happening around the world, but specifically we're talking to Australia here. I had a um, uh, someone I knew live in Sydney for a, for a time. It was about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And they were having, well, real estate there was selling for huge prices. I mean, rent at the time was something like one and a half to $2,000 a week. 
And it was being driven up by Asians coming in and buying properties up and renting for top dollar. I mean, they were not negotiating or anything. They just came in and whatever the price was, they did it. Um, buying up uh, valuable cars, you know, super expensive cars. And largely, many of them were, were kids of elites or elites or, you know, that, that type of thing that were, that were coming down there. Uh, it, this, this prime minister uh, in Victoria, I, you know, I, I'm wanting to say that he's probably getting kickbacks is all it is. I, I, whether or not he's getting um, some kind of like um, uh, sex trafficking and they're they're blackmailing him. I, yeah, that, honestly, that I, think I don't it, know. It could easily be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're not we're not accusing that. We're just saying it's it's a this is plausible because it it, it is a case with other elite. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that, so it is a po- possibility. However, I, I at this point uh, w- with the corruption we're seeing all across the world, it could easily just be something as simple as money well you get your uh what, what is it you get your twenty dollars of silver yeah sell your people out you get your twenty dollars of silver yeah that's what it is yeah well you saw the uh the the videos of everything that's actually happening down there and i'll roll i'll roll some of that uh, behind me as we're uh as we're going here but uh you saw what was going on down there uh you saw a lot of the uh the construction workers that decided they were going to take over the motorways they were going to walk through the middle of uh of uh uh, the streets down there in the city, I believe this is in Melbourne, uh, they're, they're walking through the cities and stopping traffic for miles. Well, here you can see they're, they're taking it to the old bill uh, or the, uh, the, the police, the coppers, uh, taking it to them. The police decided they were going to try and cut them off in this one intersection, and it didn't work too well with the police, did it? One group just kind of broke off from the mass of people that were marching down the middle of the road, and they decided to just take it to the cops. Well, the cops just took off. Uh, and then once they backed up, they regrouped. Then they come out with their tear gas guns and their rubber bullets uh, and their riot shields. That's when they come out. Now, see, they run. The other group is basically saying, just get the hell away, right? You, you don't have any place here. The police have no place here. You have no place here. This this fight is not with you. Not in this case. Not in my opinion. You know, I, I've been saying that from the start of this thing. The police, you're in the way. Now, that doesn't mean that we're sitting here and we're talking about anarchy or anything like that. I'm not an anarchist. I'm very clear on that. I'm for law and order. But you are on the wrong side of history. I will make that very clear. You are on the wrong side of history where you're standing now. If you think that this is not right, if you even have an inkling in your head that what you're doing is wrong, then why in the hell are you still doing it? Don't question the system. The system's going to throw you overboard. Do you understand me? They are going to throw you o- overboard. These people that are sitting in offices like this Andrews character and, uh, and these uh, these mayors and these these governors, they don't give a damn about you. You don't have a pension. Do you understand me? They've already sold it out. Marty said it last year. The banks are empty. Let me say that again. The banks are empty. Once people get wise, left, right, and center wherever you are on the spectrum, once people get wise to the fact that they've been lied to, they don't have a pension, they don't have a state state social security system, whatever you want to call it, their retirements, whether that's a state retirement or your own personal one, it doesn't matter. Once people figure out that that's not there, when they go to collect it, that vanishing pension, once they go to collect that and it's not there, oh God, what do you think is going to happen? The system cannot afford it. Yeah, we're all going to celebrate. Yeah, we're going to we're going to hold hands. We're going to sing Kumbaya and we're going to follow that up with Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, you darn right. The system cannot afford to pay these people. Therefore, it's time for us to go. 
our replacements are being brought in across the borders. They don't have pensions. They don't have, uh, well, uh, longstanding, uh, how do I put this without sounding uh, cruel? They don't have longstanding traditions in the places that they come from for having rights. I'll put it that way. So therefore, if you don't realize that you have any rights at all because you've never been raised in a society or a part of the world that has rights, well, then you don't know that you have any. Therefore, you're not going to fight for anything. You're just going to take whatever they give you. So you'll have that massive underclass of thrall that the elite want. Do you actually think that the people that you bring in, you dumbasses that sit in these ivory towers, do you actually think that the people that you bring in are going to allow themselves at some point? Do you think they're going to allow themselves to be governed by a bunch of scum like you? I don't think so. I don't think so. See, that's the big that's the big 300 pound elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. Are these people so arrogant that they actually believe that they themselves will not be overthrown down the line? Oh, yes, they will. They will. And they will suffer a fate worse than any of us could ever deal them. But honestly, I don't think that it's going to get that far. As we went off last night, Bruce and I decided that we were going to review some video of the massive amounts of numbers of people across the world, not just relegated to the United States and Europe and Canada. We saw protests from every corner of this planet not being reported in the media. You got protests in South America. You got protests in, and I'm talking like uh, protests in, in places like Uruguay. They're protesting in Uruguay. They're protesting in Hawaii. Hawaii, we're told, is uh, is is a, a complete lockdown, and uh, and everybody agrees that there's uh, no COVID down there, and and they've all got vaccine passports, and everything's fine, and everything's great. That's not what's happening down there at all. Did you see all those people in Hawaii last night that we looked at? There are protests yeah. in New York City. First thing that Bruce said to me was, I couldn't even believe that there are that many people left in New York. They took over Times Square. Protests in Chicago. Protests in Los Angeles. Protests in Montreal, in Toronto, in Ottawa, in British Columbia, in Vancouver. Protests in, in the UK, in Germany, in France, in Belgium, in Italy, in the, in the Netherlands. Did you see the one in the Netherlands in the Amsterdam one day where they were, they were all holding the signs that said <laughs> one and a half meters distance, but they were all dancing next to each other like crazy? Yeah. 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 Protests in, uh, in Switzerland. You know, honestly, I think that one right there is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. To be quite honest with you, uh, you, you, you people have really got uh, you, you've really got a death wish. If that's the case, this is happening in, in Switzerland right now, Bruce. You see this? This is uh, a group of townspeople and university professors and uh, university students. They decided that they were going to just drop everything and go out and take over that town and decided they were going to voice their opinions on their disgust with the uh, covid passports down there in uh, uh, in where is this? Uh, in Louisiana, Louisiana, sorry. Does that look like that's the French uh, quarter? Does that does that look like uh, just a couple of people there? J just a couple, J just a few. Yeah, yeah, just a few. Um, couple blocks that, uh -huh. that is well, in Switzerland. You got to think in Switzerland, I mean, tightly packed, you know, cities and, and stuff. Down yeah. there. So, I mean, it's you know, you got to take it for what you can. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, though, they also have protests going on in Tokyo. They've got them obviously going on in, in Australia. They're going on in Latvia, in Serbia, in Turkey, Slovakia, all these places, Poland, uh, you, you name it, right? They're happening everywhere and they're not going to give up. They're not going to give up. These movements are getting larger. Not word one in the mainstream media about any of these. Nothing, nothing. You hear nothing. I was asking Bruce, I said, these ones that are going on in, in New York City and the ones that are going on in Chicago and, and Hawaii, those are not just small groups either. They were pretty large, I have to say. They also had a protest in, uh, in Sacramento, one in Dallas and one in Houston as well. 
Anything in the mainstream media over there about any of those movements at all in any of those places? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Why are they so afraid of it? You have you to can't ask have that. It spread. No, no, you can't have that spread. But it doesn't matter. They're getting uh, they're getting larger anyway. When you do hear something in the media, then it's always in a a negative light that's cast towards that. Circling back yeah. to Australia, what are they saying in Australia? Everything's a bunch of white supremacists and neo-Nazis and uh, and everything else. The Daily, the Daily Mail is even saying, oh, the group's been infiltrated by neo-Nazis uh, and, and far-right extremists, right? That's what they're saying. But in the meanwhile, you hear the local news down there with all those people. I mean, they were, they were going down through the roads and they were jumping on the back. Now, mind you, the truckers, or truckies as they call them down there, the truckers in Australia are all for... These protests, of course, they are. they were having their own protests. They shut down the supply chain a couple of weeks ago. Well, um, excuse me. They had their trucks. They just they had a, the, that mechanical failure right there on the border crossing. They couldn't move. You know, they just they just died right there. You know, it's it's, it's amazing when you know the trucks they just die right there in the at the border crossing, and then they back up traffic for miles. I mean, the queue goes on for miles and miles and miles. It, it's 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 unreliable stuff. You know, that, those yeah. yeah yeah it's unfortunate. It just happens. But instead. When you see the mainstream media actually try and cover some of it, this is the kind of coverage you get. Listen to this. Victoria's construction industry shut down and fighting back. Hundreds of furious tradies joined by hardcore anti-lockdown troublemakers used uh, extreme <laughs> tactics to storm the Westgate freeway extreme just tactics. after 2 p.m. It's like they walk on. They blocked lanes in both directions, forcing traffic back for kilometres. Uh -huh. Get all eyes on Melbourne. Some staged a dangerous sit-in. Others attacked motorists, all with little to no resistance. Mind you, from the police. motorists are clapping and cheering them. Ahead, but it looks like it's, it's going to squat us through. A handful took joy rides. Dozens acted as cargo on empty oh, trucks goodness. trays. No. No. The dangerous stunt forcing Vic Roads to close on ramps during the busy afternoon peak. Witnesses say many were drunk, hurling abuse to anyone uh, within earshot. Drunk out of control. Police people. managed to arrest a few, but most of the mob was free to skylark as the rally inched across the Westgate Bridge, a construction landmark in our city. Oh, look at this for a shot. Look at that. The group is taking aim at the state government after a late night snap decision to shut all Victorian construction sites for at least two weeks. Uh -huh. Health bosses say they were left with no choice after yeah, continuous right. COVID breaches on work sites. No We've choice. seen it come to a stop to have a bit of a break. You know, we've earned this break. We've been going all day. The raging tradies and others targeted drivers stuck in gridlock and media covering their protest. But at this stage, traffic's not moving out of the traffic. There's no traffic coming into the city. And Mike, I think we better. <laughs> Almost two hours after workers first stopped traffic, hundreds of police arrived. Uh, the highly trained tactical police moving into highly the Highly trained tactical police, they you hear powerless that? powerless to stop the masses <laughs> as they marched back into the city in a frightening game of cat and mouse with the police. Cameron Bow, 7 News. Uh-huh. That, that's what you get out of the mainstream media. When you get any kind of coverage about what they cannot ignore any longer, that's what you get. I find it interesting as well. If you listen to that news article or, or uh -huh. show there, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a show. Uh, it's propaganda. If, if you listen to the words they're using to describe those people, 
Um, you'd, you'd have to see the video. Everything that they were talking about there, oh, they were beating motorists and attacking... Hijacking uh, trucks and... Uh, motor, yeah. And yeah, that, that's not what happened at all. But they're pushing a narrative. They're, they're showing you what they want you to see. They want you to see it as a different perspective. They want you to think that your country is full of white supremacists and nationalists and all that nonsense. Did you see when in reality, did you see the nationalists and the, and the white supremacists with the, did you see the Sikhs, you know, the neo-Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, if they're white supremacists, then, uh, Man, they they really need to get like checked for color blindness or something because like it is insane. Yeah. They, they've lost they've lost their damn minds. The the media they've yeah. lost their minds. Yeah, there's no way that that is a white supremacist group or any of that. There's too many people of color in there to be it's a ridiculous. white supremacist group. And then the reporters that look like one of the guys look like a white supremacist in one of the videos we watched um, gets hit. Pelted in the back of the head with like a water bottle or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was or a can. Yeah, it looked like a looked like a Mountain Dew bottle. He was hanging out next to the Seven yeah. Eleven. saw it. Yeah, he was right next to the Seven yeah. Eleven down there. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not, they they're not the being very nice to the that. media. That, well, gee, I wonder why. I wonder why you're sitting here lying about them the entire time. So yeah, of course. Uh, but this is all just again. They're they're trying to spin this in a way that fits their narrative that gets you to go in and get your jab and it, no um, they shut down these people's livelihoods uh, just because they they didn't want to get a jab um, no that that's not okay and honestly I commend them for for standing up and and uh, going out there and prote protesting like they did and law enforcement. Uh, those highly trained, which apparently, uh, I, I guess maybe they've they've up to the training because last year we were saying that law enforcement weren't trained well enough, uh, and they needed more training. They needed more time at the the range. They needed more time in martial arts and those kind of things to to learn how to not only um, de-escalate, but if things did turn violent, that they could use techniques to disarm the the person without having to use firearms, right? Well, apparently now, uh, a year later, we have fixed all those problems, and now the law enforcement is highly trained uh, now. And uh, tactical. Yeah. And, and tactical. tactical. That's right, yeah, and tactical, which tactical means they're wearing military gear. That That's typically what tactical means. It's military. I, I have my own issues with uh, law enforcement going uh, militaristic, but uh, that, that's, a, that's a side thing. That's my soapbox. It's just, it's just all for show. It's just propaganda in all of mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Dan Andrews has uh, Victoria Premier has uh, issued a uh, issued a statement. Of course, he didn't actually say it himself. Uh, not that we can confirm. He it was just a quote that was put out by his office because he's not available today. Uh, this is the local media report on uh, his response to the uh, the drunks out there in the street. Did you hear that? There's, uh, most of them were drunk out there assaulting motorists and uh, and passerbys. Yeah. And the Premier has just released a statement. Chanel Vella joins us now. And Chanel, it's the first time today we've heard from Daniel Andrews. I wonder well, why. The Premier wasn't at this morning's press conference and we were told he was not available today, but he was oh. working behind the scenes. But just mm -hmm. minutes ago, he released a statement saying there is no excuse for the terrible behaviour we have seen in our city over the last two days. Acts of violence and disruption won't result in one less case of COVID. And as for when we will see the Premier, at this stage, it is unclear if he will hold a press conference tomorrow. Mitch. Chanel Vella, thank you.
Yeah, thanks for that, Charnel. Um, he is probably mm. on the phone right now, wiping himself up from the embarrassment that he's out there causing not only himself, but his entire country on the world stage. So he's probably getting his marching orders from the people that he has in Beijing. That would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, at this point, I think would be uh, it would behoove the law enforcement to get out of the way of these protesters and to actually go in and arrest the premier for violating the the, the rights of those people. Uh, they're well, not violating only that, not their only that, constitution, but literally colluding with China, cutting foreign business deals, yeah. uh, bi business deals with a foreign government. And you're not yeah. like it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing, maybe, maybe if he was, say, for example, the prime minister, like Scott Morrison, that's actually his name. If, you know, maybe Joe Biden will hear that. It'd be one thing if it was the actual prime minister that was making the deal on behalf of the Australian government that agreed to it. That would be one thing. In this case, this fool's gone out, apparently, from what they're talking about in uh, in the Sky News report. They're talking about how this guy secretly negotiated this on behalf of the Victorian state government with the Chinese Communist Party. How is that not illegal? I, I mean, I'm not too familiar with Australian law, but is my understanding, we here in the United States, well, I'm not in the United States, but we in the United States, in the UK, and in Australia, and I believe in New Zealand as well, too, whatever we don't have on the books, we are subjected to what's called English common law. I do believe that we're all under English common law still. How in the hell does this not, and by the way, common law, you know, common sense, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, how is this? Yeah, if, well, that, just that, that pesky anymore. Yeah, yeah, that pesky thing yeah. just gets in the way. How yeah. is this? Yeah. Uh, how is this not a violation of even common law? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, they had one of the officials on there on on their news broadcast was saying the same thing. How is this not a violation? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how they're getting away with this. Uh, it, it, it is not. It should not be legal. It's not ethical at the very least. All right. At the moment, I've got nothing else on uh, on, on Australia, uh, but the movement that is taking place down there. I'm just curious, just looking at it, just looking at it, because the construction tradesmen, OK, the, the, the trade unionist down there, that's working people, right? That's working class people. OK, that's just the, that's just the common person, right? The common man, just just like us, the, you know, the working man. That's all that is. Did you notice what a lot of them are wearing? They were wearing high visibility vests. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. Australia having, and I'm just asking, is Australia having their yellow vests? Are they having their, their gilets jaunes? Are they having their gilets jaunes moment down there? Because let's, let's look at what that was in France. Let's look at the, what that was. That was working class people that wanted better working conditions. That's, that's what they wanted. But it's turned into something else. Now you've got the gilets jaunes that are out there that are wholeheartedly at, at the spearhead of this anti-COVID passport movement in France. And I fully support that. Is Australia experiencing that type of movement now? Because you've got, again, you've got working class people that are now going to take over and spearhead, from what I'm seeing, that are now going to take over and spearhead this anti-COVID passport movement, because that's what it all comes down to, is that COVID passport. I hope so. It could be. At the same time, this may just be the breaking point, if you will. Uh, this could be the the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? We shall see. But we're going to be following that very closely. If there are any of our Aussie listeners 
that are down there that are uh, that are part of that movement, please do reach out to us at uh, Dynamic Podcast at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to have you on to talk about it. If there is anyone down there in the Victoria area that uh, that is listening that would like to come on and be a guest, by all means, uh, reach out to us. Again, that's Dynamic Podcast at ProtonMail.com. And we'll work out the uh, time difference and, and everything. We're kind of split uh, around the globe, so we can we can make it work. Uh, and we will. Uh, if you're worried about uh, privacy, don't you worry about that. We'll protect that uh, at all costs. So uh, we can we can make it work. Speaking of vaccine passports, Virginia, state of Virginia, introduces QR codes to verify your COVID nineteen vaccination status. We knew that one was coming. The Virginia Department of Health says that residents can obtain QR codes on the vaccine for or vaccinate Virginia website. Well, that's just nice. That's convenient, isn't it? Yeah, it's convenient. It's going to allow you to to go and and get that uh, get that COVID passport. Yes, yeah, so you can go places. You can do things. You can you can be a participating member of society, right? For as long as it lasts. Uh huh. Uh huh. Virginia residents who have received COVID nineteen vaccinations can now obtain QR codes, which can be scanned to verify the person's vaccine information. The state Department of Health has announced. Well, it's just for your convenience. Yeah, it's going to make things a lot easier. You're going to put it all right there on your phone. It's going to be real easy to access. Yeah. A person can obtain his or her. Oh, now see they screwed up right there. His or her. Now see you got to you got to put all the other it's, definitions in there. Yeah, it's not that's not inclusive enough. No, I mean, you, there, you need more pronouns than that. Other. You need more pronouns yeah. than that. I mean, that's you, you can't you can't just use his and her. What's wrong with you people? Uncaring, uninclusive people at the at, at the state level. What's wrong with you? They're bigoted. Uh, they must be. Yeah. They, well, it is Virginia after all. Yeah, it is Virginia. Right, true. Uh, a person can obtain his or her unique QR codes on the Vaccinate Virginia website and provide it as proof of vaccination if needed by an employer or other businesses. Uh, see, they're going to make it all about your business. Yeah, it's all going to be about your your employment. See, that's going to be your ticket to employment. That right there. That's what it'll be. The system, which has been adopted by four other states. Gee, I wonder what states those are. (laughs) Were they red states or were they blue states? Was launched in response to growing vaccine mandates, partially spurred by President Joe Biden's announcement that he will require businesses with 100 or more workers to get every employee vaccinated or provide the unvaccinated with weekly COVID-19 tests. I'm just curious, what happens if a business doesn't do that? I don't think they said, did they? I'm pretty sure they're fined like five thousand dollars a day. Five thousand a like day. That. Okay. Something like that. It might it might only uh-huh. be fifteen hundred, but I'm wanting to say it was like five thousand. Okay, so who do they have to submit that to then? How's that work? If you're a business let's say I'm a business owner and I mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. hundred and five employees and I can't cut four employees because I need hundred and five employees. All hundred and five of those employees are essential. I need every last one of them because they're all uh, in a specific role. So I can't fire them. I have to now require them to either be uh, fully jabbed with this Frankenshot or weekly tested. What if I tell the government to get stuffed? Who do I report that to? Um, well, first of all, uh, you don't report it in general. Well, but, yeah, but uh, if I've got someone coming around knocking on my door, I mean, but is that is that how it works? I mean, do you voluntarily call up the health department and say, hey, this, you know, I mean, how does that work? How do they enforce it? I, that's what I'm asking is how do they enforce it? The only thing I can figure is the $84 billion they're wanting to dump into the IRS and the digital currency they're want, that the um, Fed is talking about uh, implementing. Those are the only ways I know to do it is is you're, you're tracking everyone's COVID status. Um, everyone has their own uh, government issued bank account. And then you have the... IRS with a much larger um, staffing 
they'll be able to go through and sift through businesses and whatnot uh, to see if, you know, for example, that um, uh, $600 uh, plan they were wanting to do. Uh, so basically, if you spend over $600, you're um, to be audited, basically. I, I think it might have something to do with that. They'll, it, the, they'll use a, that system or a system like that. I see. Well, I guess it would be in your best interest to just comply, right? No, I don't think so. No, you people could take a walk. Uh, you know, the UN General Assembly is today. You know, that's actually uh, that's going on. Uh, well, President Xi Jinping just spoke there uh, and he has assured the world of the following. OK, are you ready for this? Bruce, you sitting down? Yeah, you're sitting down. Are you ready yep. to hear this list of everything that China is going to do to help fight this pandemic? Are you are you ready to hear this? Mm hmm. Okay. Beijing, claim number one, four points here. Beijing aims to provide 2 billion vaccine doses to the world by the end of the year. You're going to get 2 billion Chinese vaccines to the world by the end of the year. The country that gave it to you is now going to give you 2 billion vaccines. By the way, 5,000 years of a country never invented a single vaccine. Now this is apparently going to be the uh, the holy grail. That in and of itself is, is laughable. Everything that we're seeing with this is being turned back around on you that doesn't want to get jabbed. You're being punished because... Uh, what you don't want to go along with uh, with this uh, bunch of these suicidal maniacs like Gates and company. You don't want to go along with these uh, these creeps in these public health departments that have been wrong about everything. You don't want to push back on one in two hundred and fifty thousand deaths uh, chance of death if you're a healthy 30 year old person. You, you don't want to. You don't want to uh, go along with that? Well, then that's your fault. That's your fault. The reason that all of this is out of control, that is your fault. No, it's not China. It's not the NIH that funded it. It's not the cooperation that they had with the corrupt elements in the European, uh, in the European countries, in Canada and in Australia. No, it's not that. It's not the fact that China gave you this problem. It's not that. No. No, but see, that's okay because China's going to give you the uh, the vaccine to help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh no. No, I don't think so. I'm not interested in that. Uh, I'm not interested in the ones that they're offering here. By the way, where's the mass vaccination campaigns in uh, China? Have you seen those? Because I haven't. I haven't. Hmm. You ever ask yourself that question? Number two, vaccinations are a powerful weapon against COVID-19. Does that sound like Bill Gates? Does that sound like Dr. Fauci? It does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. Does that sound like Klaus Schwab? Uh, when when he said, well, as long as everybody's as long as not everybody's been vaccinated, well, then nobody's going to be safe. That's an actual mm -hmm. quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vaccinations are a powerful weapon against COVID-19. Okay, G, why don't you take one? Why, why don't you take one on oh, national see. television? Why don't you take one? No, I'm serious. Why, why doesn't President, President G take one from a random vial that's picked up? Why doesn't he take one? Why don't any of these people take one from a random vial? There's already a pre-prepared syringe that's sitting up there with these people. And there's no way possible that it would be uh, saline water. No, there's, there's no way possible it would be that. No. Uh-uh. Number three. The world needs to actively fight the climate crisis. That is too rich coming from China. The climate crisis. That is, that is fascinating. Do you, do you know that there is so much raw human waste that is being dumped in the ocean by China that you can actually see it from space with the naked eye? You don't need a satellite for it. They can actually see it from the ISS climate crisis. As I said, China realized back in the 90s that ecologically they were collapsing and they had to move. They, ha they, have, to, they have to leave the country. They're overpopulated for their country. You hear this talk about overpopulation by Gates and company? They're lecturing the wrong people. Combined, combined, if you combine the United States and Europe, just those two, United States and Europe, you're looking at 830 million people, less than a billion. China has 1.3 billion that we know of. 
that we know of, 1.3 billion in a landmass the size of the United States. It's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. The way that they've built their infrastructure. OK, yeah, I know Bruce's argument, but the way they've built their infrastructure, it's not sustainable. They have to expand. They have to go other places. China doesn't have the with their, their current ruling establishment, they they don't have the ability to feed their people with their current infrastructure in their country any longer. Their harvest failed this year. They bought more grain from the United States two months ago than they did all of last year, which means their harvest failed. They're buying up U.S. farmland, which, by the way, I'm sorry, that should be seized. We don't sell farmland in, in sovereign nations to other nations. We just don't do that. I don't care if it's German farmland or if it's French farmland or if it's Italian or or American or, or Canadian or what the hell ever. You don't sell farmland in your country to other countries. You just don't do that. Climate you shouldn't. Crisis. You shouldn't. Yeah, right. Climate crisis. Well, no, I'm sorry. When you do that, mm-hmm. you're you're compromising. You're compromising your own populations. You can, you just can't do that. You just can't do. Yeah, it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You you shouldn't. But the the, the thing is, is all of them are compromised. The, uh, well, I shouldn't say all. Majority of our governments are compromised, or someone in the government is compromised, mm-hmm. and they're allowing it. Yeah. The problem is, is this isn't just the here in the U.S. It's not just the upper echelons of our government. It's permeating even in the local governments. I mean, you you have critical race theory being taught in schools uh, when the state is red. The the city they're in is red. And yet they're they're teaching critical race theory, which is Marxism. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. World needs to actively fight the climate crisis. Okay, Um, yeah, you're going to get on board with that whole crackpot agenda coming out of Davos. That's that's too rich. Okay, so explain to me if you're going to fight the climate crisis. Explain to me how you're building. Well, okay, so you're building what? Uh, one coal fire plant? What every eighteen hours? So uh, yeah, that's really fighting the climate crisis. Number four, China will achieve carbon neutrality before 2060. See, they've moved the goalpost again. It was supposed to be. They were supposed to be. Hit, they were supposed to hit peak emissions by was it 2030? They were supposed to hit peak emissions, and then they were they were supposed to start. Uh, or excuse me, they were supposed to hit peak emissions by 2030. They were supposed to be carbon neutral by 2050. Now they say, well, we're going to be carbon neutral before 2060. So yeah, the the agreement that they were going with was pretty close to what you were saying. Basically, it was a um, they would reach peak emissions, which means. That, that, that's why you're seeing all the coal fire plants being built and all the basically emitters being built before 2030 so that once they get to 2030, they'll say, well, we won't increase any more from here on. And that that's basically the goal. Crazy Nancy is back out. Uh, you know, she was in the UK just the other day. Man, she got booed out of that place. Good Lord. She got mobbed by a bunch of people. At, well, of course, they were standing over the security line, basically saying, F you, get out of our country. You know, you loser, you useless piece of garbage. You know, get out of here. I don't blame them. You know, we don't want her either in the US. Don't want her in the UK. Don't want her in the US. Man, where's she supposed to go? I will probably China, right? She insists that the US must work with China to solve the overriding issue of climate change. How are you going to do that? How are you going to work with China to to override, excuse me, to solve the overriding issue of climate change? Where do these people get their talking points? She doesn't even know economics, let alone what's going on with climate change to now. She's she's a puppet. She doesn't know. She's she's getting her talking points from someone else and she's talking on it. Uh, the, the, the stuff you can't work with China on climate change. There is no working with them. No, it's just not. No, there's 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 no working with them at all. And here's her quote. She says, we've always felt connected to China. <laughs> you hear this? Sounds like Millie. We've always felt connected to China. Since when? 
Uh, yeah, in my yes. lifetime, we haven't. Yeah, it's it's when it exactly when exactly did that start? But with their military aggression in the South China Sea, with their continuation of gen uh, uh, of genocide with the Uyghurs in Xinjiang province, with their violation of the cultural, linguistic, religious priority of Tibet. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard a U.S. politician come to bat for Tibet. It's the first time I've ever heard that. Give me a break. Uh, with their suppression of democracy in Hong Kong. Really? That's again. That's a, that's the first time I've heard a U.S. politician talk about the suppression of the uh, uh, the people in Hong Kong. Now, maybe it's eluded me, but I've never heard any of them say it before. Uh, and other parts of China as well. They're just getting worse in terms of suppression and freedom of speech. So human rights, security, and economically, I I don't know. That's like that's the end of her quote. I mean, what she she's she's insane. She says, having said all that, we have to work together on climate. Oh yes, we we excuse all the rest of the the human rights violations, but we can work with them on climate change. Yeah, you make a whole hell of a lot of sense, lady. Climate is an overriding so issue. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I, I just want to throw this out here for uh, the, the people that may be listening that aren't um, native English speakers. Um, anytime you, you, you're talking with someone and they they insert the word but uh, or the equivalent thereof, but having said, um, that. having said all that, that's equivalent. Uh, that's saying but OK, everything that they said before the word but is nullified. Everything that they just said means nothing. You can set that aside. And then look at what they're saying after. So basically, they just BS'd you. They they blew smoke at your hind end. That's it. That's all they did. And then the butt. And then she gets on to the, the point, we have to work with China on climate change. Um, no, no. That means, um, that means we're going to make ourselves um, net zero carbon emissions. You know what that means, right? That means destroying our infrastructure here like our manufacturing, our production of goods and that kind of thing, and deporting it to uh, another country, um, specifically China in this case, because, you know, till 20, 2060, they're not going to be net uh, neutral. So well, no, zero, they'll have it so. done prior to 2060 is what they say. Of course. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll all of the expanding and extending. Yeah. Of course, all of the uh, all of the ruling establishment now, Jinping included, all of the ruling establishment, none of them will be around by 2060. They'll all be dead. As a matter of fact, some of these people, I mean, my God, have you seen George Soros? George Soros looks like he has one foot in the grave and the other one on a banana peel. He looks awful. Yeah. He looks yeah. absolutely yeah. awful. Some of these other, Henry Kissinger, Henry, have you seen Kissinger lately? He doesn't look much better. Klaus Schwab, Klaus to his credit, he does look like he takes a little bit better care of himself. But Klaus is an old man. He's not going to make yeah. it very much longer. Gates has seriously taken on some age in the last couple, yeah. and now he's developing a gut since the uh, since the divorce. He's <laughs> he's uh, packed on a few pounds there. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's eating some Ben and Jerry's. I don't know. Maybe he's be eating Ben and Jerry's in his depression. I don't, I'm not sure. But he looks like he's taken on a lot of age, especially in the last ten years. He looks pretty bad. I don't know what it is. I, I don't I don't know. But I I do. I do have a suspicion. Whenever you have somebody that has, how do I put it? When they don't have, uh, okay, how, how do I say this? Whenever you have somebody that has lost their spiritual connection to something, to something good, something wholesome, like, oh, I don't know, uh, a relationship to God or uh, to Jesus Christ, you notice that whenever they pledge their uh, faith to something a little bit more nefarious, such as, oh, I don't know, <laughs> Lucifer, <laughs> just, just saying, they tend to 
Well, they tend to just not look uh, very good. They they tend to like uh, look pretty hollowed out and and wretched, and you know they 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 just they don't look very good. They they just kind of I don't want to say they look like they have their soul sucked out, but essentially they do, don't they? You know, that's kind of that's kind of where it goes. You I mean, you look at people that that are righteous people that are upstanding that have a resounding connection to uh, to their faith uh, in a living God, and they always seem like they're. I don't know. They seem like they're better looking. They seem like they have a little bit more drive about themselves. They they seem like they're uh, they're responsible. They're moral, just people. They believe in in standing up for themselves and their families and and everything else. They they actually believe in that stuff, and therefore they they have a little bit more respect for how not only how they look but how they treat other people. You always see that in good minded moral people, but you don't see that in in these uh, upper elites, do you? And, and the people that they have working for them, they're. Uh, they're little hatchet people. You, you don't see that. Case in point, if you're to look at the people that are pushing, well, people that are pushing vaccines that are out there on uh, on TV and such, I mean, clearly, clearly. And I, I have a photo here. Unfortunately, I, I don't uh, I don't have it to show the uh, the listener, obviously, because you're listening to us. Obviously, you're not seeing us. But uh, Bruce, does this look like a bunch of people that have a spiritual connection to the Lord above or the Lord below? Now, the first picture you see here is the, the the bald guy. That is Chris Whitty. He is the UK health minister. Then one next to him is the LA County health minister. Both of which look like they're fantastic health ministers. Unbelievable. Yeah. All these people are health ministers, all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the Canada health minister, you've got the Belgium health minister, and you've got the um, cousin it, the cousin U.S. It, health yeah. advisor, um, Levine or, or whatever. Uh, th- yeah, that one. Yeah. Do these people... In your humble opinion, just by going off of looks, do they look like these are the ones pushing pushing the vaccines? Do they look like they have a spiritual connection to the living God? Well, um, that's uh, what is it? Five of of the seven sins, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they they they're a good representation of uh, a physical res- representation of each one of them. Uh, to answer your question, no. Um, it's like sloth uh, and the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got like sloth and gluttony and yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't the, think the of Belgium it like that. One, yeah. All that is the bad. Is health it? minister that, oh, that is, is like. That is gluttony. That's like I, I don't even know how do you exist at that weight. That that you're like how do you legitimately how do you have vehicles that transport someone at that weight? They look like they're I, I five six hundred pounds. Is what it looks the, like the LA like, one. The LA one like that. That is creepy. That is creepy. I, I saw. I remember we watched a video of her last year. That is creepy. Like that is creepy. That looks like something I, you I would mean, see at a Halloween party. Yeah, to be fair with the LA one, if if it was legitimately like uh, a cancer patient or something, and they're on their last legs, I, I could totally understand you fair. looking like that. I, I get it. You're 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 you, you know you did, but that's what they look like. I mean, pale skin. Their their skin is almost the same white as their hair. I mean, there's very little contrast between the two. Um, eyes are very sunken in, dark. Yep. Um, it, it, dark they, circles, they, they bags. Look like a, they they look yeah, awful. They, they, they look, these, like a they look or absolutely positively awful. They look like they've given themselves over to an evil entity. When you see, yeah. when you see like a Hollywood movie or something, and you see these people that uh, that are given over to evil, this is what they look like. Yeah, it's 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 actually it is there 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 is a bit of a correlation there. Um, people that are, are given into um these kind of deprived ideas, you either see them degrade physically as we're seeing here, or you see them degrade uh, cognitively or um, 
well, I'll use an example like um, uh, Hitler and towards the end of his life, he started becoming crazier and crazier. Oh, yeah. Uh, toward the end of his life. Well, there was a lot of, it, a lot of cocaine like being that. used <laughs> and injected in yeah, places. Yeah. <laughs> but still, the, the, the point stands. They, they, they become more and more insane. I mean, we see that typically, though. With people, I mean, for example, um, look at Biden and 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 our president uh, right now. I mean, the dude is barely there most of the time. Um, when he is there, he looks like he's hopped up on something, uh, a little bit swollen. Uh, but for the most part, um, he's apathetic. If you look at him, uh, insiders say that um, there's issues with, uh, you know, one of the side effects of dementia is um, anger. Um, lashing out, you know, those kind of things, um, emotional swings. Um, and he's having all those things, which is why they were saying, supposedly, the, some of the people that were in the campaign trail, that's why he was being um, directed and, and base, basically ushered from one point to the other uh, so that he would not be confronted by any, any questions or any of those kind of things uh, to, to trigger that anger. And we've seen it multiple times. Um, he would uh, try to pick fights with people and got agitated very quickly with, with people uh, in videos when he look was fat. supposed to be on the campaign look. trail. Yeah. Yeah. Look fat. Or the, the guy, the, the factory worker that was talking about the Second Amendment and, oh, yeah. and Biden started getting really belligerent mm. pretty quick. Um, not something you want in a, in a, a leader, but not to uh, sway from what we're talking about here. Um, Sorry, I got to get rid of that picture. It, I can't. I cannot look at that anymore. That's yeah. just that's revolting. Yeah, it is. Uh, it does look like there's some kind of um, correlation between the two. Brings me to my last point uh, that I wanted to talk about. And I did run this past you before we uh, before we started. Uh, apparently, Tucker Carlson brought this up on his show on Fox News. Now, I I don't know if we want to go through the entire uh, segment here on it, but uh, this is this is something a little different than he would normally talk about. This is something a little different. So we are going to run over here a little bit, but the reason we're running over is because this is this is something that uh, I I really wasn't expecting uh, to to run into. I mean, I knew that this kind of stuff was is talked about that goes on behind the scenes and stuff with the elites and all that stuff. Yeah, I get it, and that's why I bring up the point that whenever you have a uh, uh, an elite that's out of control like this, and they go for this totalitarian grab throughout history. When you start tracing back the movements of these totalitarian uh, regimes, when you start looking at what they're based in, they're based in the occult. And when you have movements that are based in the occult, when you have occultist-like movements, they're usually focused around devil worship, worship of Satan, or some type of evil entity of some kind, something like that. That's what cults are all about, is that kind of stuff right there, that kind of behavior. The Nazi movement in Germany, it did not originate, I'll put it this way, it did not originate from some uh, some guy that was uh, a World War I leftover that decided he was just going to wake up and rise to power in Germany one day. Didn't happen that way. If it wasn't for the people that coddled him and believed in what he was doing and used him and brought him along, then that movement... Uh, of course, not to mention the people that funded him with foreign money. That's another story for another day. But my point is, is that that never would have been possible if it wasn't for the people that were behind him. And that was the occultic movement in Germany at the time. The Nazi movement in Germany was based in the occult. That's where it came from. That was the original part of it that is not really talked about in history. Tucker Carlson brought up Satanism PowerPoint presentations that are being promoted 
to the U.S. Army to promote vaccination. What did I say that a cult always demands? It always demands human sacrifice, right? That's what cults demand. That's what any kind of occultic movement demands, human sacrifice. In the case of the Nazis, it ended up with the, uh, ended up with the Jewish people, didn't it? Ended up with political prisoners in their concentration camps. This case, you've got people like Bill Gates during a TED Talk standing up on stage saying, uh, yeah, we're going to reduce the world's population through use of vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health. You're literally calling for genocide. Now, all of a sudden, we're being told we have to take a vaccine. The death numbers are off the charts. Theirs is almost at 20,000. That's just what we know of. That's not to mention all the other ones. You've got top pathologists at the top German medical schools saying, who are jabbed, by the way, who are saying 30 to 40 percent of our deaths we're looking at here are probably related to directly to the vaccine. We should probably investigate this. You've got Dr. Michael Yaden, former vice president of Pfizer, their chief chief scientific officer, who said in the interview, the hour long interview that we have on our Telegram page, he said this will be used for mass scale depopulation. He said there's no other explanation for it. The way that it's being promoted, the way it's being used, there's no other way to, to, to describe it. He himself is saying that. Go watch the interview if you haven't. It's pinned to the top of our page. Please take an hour of your time. Put your politics aside. Take an hour of your time and listen to what that man has to say. His credentials are better than anything I've ever seen from people that are out there in the mainstream, like Fauci and all the rest of these, these frauds. And he's given more interviews, but we happen to have that one. That was the first one that he gave. So I'm going to play some of this monologue here, and I'm going to let him describe what he reveals in this report, because he, he explains it. Obviously, it's his report. He explains it better than I ever could. So take a listen to this. Just for fun sometime, give a little civics test to people in your neighborhood. Ask them, if you wanted to take over a country, how would you do it? And here's the answer you are likely to get from all of them. They would say, well, first, you've got to get the most votes. They're Americans. That's what they believed. And they believe it because that's how things have worked in this country for hundreds of years. It's called representative democracy. But we should remember that that is not at all how things work in most other places or ever have. They don't have representative democracy. In most places, at most times, if you wanted to take over a country, first you had to control its military. The guys with guns, as Mark Milley once memorably put it. The army is essential for political control. Government dictates have no meaning without the credible threat of force to back them up. Guns are to laws what gold is to paper currency. It gives it value and strength. In a democratic system, the military serves and protects the entire population, no matter who they voted for. That's what democracy is. In an authoritarian system, by contrast, the army is the enforcement apparatus of a specific political party. That's the difference between the two systems. It's worth remembering that, given what we're seeing happen all around the world right now. The German Defense Ministry, for example, recently announced it's dismantling its best-trained special operations unit. That's called the KSK. Dozens of KSK operators have recently been fired. Now, none of them have committed any kind of crime. The ruling party in Germany simply determined that they were not loyal enough. They had the wrong political view, so they got canned. As the German defense minister put it, the KSK has, quote, come under the influence of an unhealthy understanding of elites. An unhealthy understanding of elites, says uh -huh. the elite. Has there Sounds ever familiar. been a more revealing quote than that? In other words, anyone who doesn't think we're impressive must be fired immediately. Does that sound familiar to you? It should, because uh -huh. it's not just happening in Germany. In Australia, which until recently was a pretty free country, Politicians just called in the military to enforce their totalitarian COVID restrictions using violence if necessary, and it is sometimes necessary. Sydney is under martial law. 
Now, that is a shocking attack on the Western understanding of civil liberties, the most basic civil liberties. And yet the Australian government, most of its media and its intellectual class refuse even to acknowledge that. Instead, they insist that the real threat to Australia is, are you ready for this? White supremacy. Ah, once again, sound familiar? It goes without saying that none of this has anything to do with COVID or racism, obviously. It's about power. That's all it's about. In this country, the slide from democracy began earlier this year, just after Joe Biden's inauguration. The new Secretary of Defense, a defense industry shill called Lloyd Austin, explained that his very first and single most pressing job was to root out what he referred to as extremism in the U.S. military. Hmm. He put the entire military on hold to do this. So the question is, what is this extremism? What does it consist of? But Lloyd Austin never told us. And yet, if you want to know the answer, you will notice how very excited, how thrilled members of one specific political party were when they heard this news. We absolutely need to look at uh, uh, any type of white supremacists that are still members of the military and how they're being targeted for recruitment by by white supremacist groups. And we need to weed this out. This whole idea of uh, police officer on police officer violence with those officers who have been turned by white extremists is really scary to me. And I know it's got to be scary for the other police officers. I am considering legislation to create a standalone punitive article in the Uniform Code of Military justice to, to address violent extremism in the ranks and to, to send a message of deterrence that this kind of conduct will not be tolerated in the military. We've seen a lot of reports highlighting how many of the attackers were veterans. Um, and there's been really a growing recognition that the military has to do more to address extremism in its ranks. White supremacy in the military is a crisis, said the most unscrupulous people in Washington. But that's not what it was about. What you just saw on tape was, in fact, a power grab. The message, no one who does not support our political party is allowed to bear arms. That's what they're saying very clearly. And because it's the Democratic Party doing the talking here, there was also, needless to say, a vicious racial angle, too, because there always is. Watch Congressman Steve Cohen of Tennessee explain. The Guard is 90-some-odd percent, I believe, male. Um, only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. you got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something. So if you're white, you're dangerous, says a sitting member of Congress. That clip Mm -hmm. was from January. Of course, that was the same month that Lloyd Austin announced he was cracking down on this extremism. Then a few months later, reading from the same song sheet, Mark Milley told the U.S. Congress he was working to root out white rage in the military. Right. Okay. And yet after all of this, because we're keeping score, as of today, we're not aware of a single white supremacist on active duty who has been discovered by the Pentagon and fired. Not one. So that threat didn't exist at all. It was fake. That was all a lie. Several National Guard troops were relieved of duty around the inauguration, though no one has ever explained why they were fired. Then a senior commander in the Space Force, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, lost his job. And we know why. His crime was criticizing Marxism. That's a firing offense now. Then in August, Lloyd Austin came up with a new political purity test. This one was specifically designed to separate the obedient from the free. Can't have any of the latter category. Austin said he planned to fire anyone in the entire armed services who would not submit to the COVID-19 vaccination shot. 
didn't matter whether they had natural immunity or not, as many in the military do. Their personal moral or religious objections were totally irrelevant. The point was to bow before his authority and the authority of the Democratic Party. No excuses, no exceptions. Quote, I have determined, Austin said, that mandatory vaccination against COVID-19 is necessary to protect the force and defend the American people. Period. No debate. Uh So what's the scientific justification for this? Well, of course, there isn't any. There is zero scientific basis for any of this. The fighting strength of the military is young, healthy people, virtually all of them at extremely low risk of dying from COVID. In fact, to this day, only 46 members of the entire U.S. military have died from the coronavirus over the last year and a half. Suicides, by contrast, kill many, many times more. In just a few months last year, 156 servicemen killed themselves. So military suicide is an actual crisis that the Pentagon might want to address. Lloyd Austin might want to look into that. But no, that would get the Democratic Party nothing. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks, the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. Here's how they're doing it. This show has just obtained a PowerPoint that the Army is using to justify mandatory vaccines to the troops. This is an actual slide from it on your screen. You will notice there the sympathetic portrayal of Satanism. How many children were sacrificed to Satan because of the vaccine? The slide reads apparently sarcastically. Then the presentation proceeds to list the so-called tenets of Satanism, which are taken straight from the Temple of Satanism website. So here you have the United States Army doing PR for Satanism. The rest of the presentation is less shocking than that, but it's utterly shoddy and dishonest. For example, it falsely claims that only three people have died from taking the COVID vaccine. Reports collected by the Biden administration itself indicate that number is actually in the thousands. So we called the army about this today and they conceded the PowerPoint you just saw is absolutely real. Troops saw it, but it was somehow not approved by army army leadership. They did not explain how that works or what they're going to do about it. We do know the vaccine mandate is taking a terrible toll on the U.S. military and on this country's ability to defend itself at a very volatile time in the world. Already three members of the CIA paramilitary teams that first entered Afghanistan after 9-11, remember them? They got there before the military. Three members of that team have been suspended for not getting vaccinated. They're being told to await disciplinary proceedings. Meanwhile, an Army officer, Lieutenant Colonel Paul Douglas Haig, just announced that he's resigning from the military rather than take medicine that he does not want or need. In a statement, Haig said he was, quote, incapable of injecting myself, subjecting myself to the unlawful, unethical, immoral, and tyrannical order to sit still and allow a serum to be injected into my flesh against my will and better judgment, end quote. There are many like him in the U.S. military. The Navy just to inform the most famous unit in the entire services, the Navy SEALs, that members will be forced to leave if they don't take the shot. It does not matter if they have natural immunity, and many do. It doesn't matter if they have a valid religious or medical exemption. If they don't submit to the order, they cannot deploy and they'll have to leave the SEALs. The deadline for this is almost immediately. Now, to be clear, just in case you're wondering if this is in response to some kind of crisis, we don't believe a single Navy SEAL has died of COVID, and that makes sense. These are some of the healthiest people, not just in America, but in the world. They're the Olympic athletes of the military. Many of them have had the virus, they live in close quarters, and they've recovered. That means they have more natural immunity than the vaccine could ever provide. And yet, as of tonight, we're hearing that hundreds of Navy SEALs face being fired imminently for refusing to take the shot. 
Now, keep in mind, there are only about 2,500-ish active duty Navy SEALs. Each one of them costs at least a half a million dollars for the U.S. government to train. So imagine the effect on our country's military readiness of this. It's horrifying. If you love the country, you would not do this. You would also not disable our hospitals by forcing nurses to resign because they don't want to take the shot. You'll notice, by the way, in the case of the Navy SEALs and more broadly the U.S. military, that none of the members of Congress who claim to care so much about the military, they talk about it all the time, defense hawks like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and so many others, none of these people have said a single word about any of this. They have not risen to defend these guys because they don't care. I thought it was worth the whole play. I mean, we're not restricted here by real time or anything like that, but I thought it was worth the whole play. I agree. Um, that was worth the whole play. Am I surprised that they were gaslighting them with that slide uh, slideshow there? Um, yeah, no, I wanted to get that your was thoughts just on gaslighting. That. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. What What do you think the whole the whole thing behind that was? Do you think it was actually? Uh, do you think they were just doing the? Uh, do you think it was more just? Uh, like a novelty type thing that they were putting out trying to compare people that uh, don't want it to uh, devil worshipers or, or whatever. But at the same time, on the other no. uh, the other side of that slide, they listed uh, this. What was it? The seven tenets of, of Satanism, which I actually got from yeah. they, which they actually got from the website. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, what I, what honestly what I think it was, uh, if you look at uh, if you look at the uh, what, what the, the people that make up the military, right? Uh, generally conservatives, generally Christians, they come from a Christian background or know people that are Christians. They, they, they tend to have more of a Judeo-Christian belief system, uh, shall we say. Now, how do you gaslight a Christian or, or someone that is of Christian uh, background Show or even just a conservative? Point. Show them an opposing viewpoint. Show them viewpoint. not only an opposing viewpoint, but a viewpoint that is of evil, that is directly opposed to your ideology, something that is literally from the pits of hell. Uh, show them that and and uh, say that, well, see, look, no people, no kids were were sacrificed because of the, the, the COVID vaccine. But actually, are they? That, that's no, I mean, actually, that's that's, that's not, not true. true because not um, according to the to data, get the mRNA. At. Yeah. Uh, to get the mRNA research that they were using, that it, it spurred from stem cell research, which was yeah. from aborted children. So, yes, which is why it we did have religious from exemptions. Yeah, which, which right. is why we have re religious exemptions. Exactly. So their little gaslighting presentation, no surprise. Uh, I would actually be at this point somewhat disappointed if they didn't do that uh, at this point, because it was a perfect opportunity that they would have missed out upon. Um Obviously, I'm being facetious because I, I think a lot of them are traitors and, and have um, um, they're compromised at this point. It wasn't sanctioned uh, that that PowerPoint. Uh, that was a load of BS because we won't see yeah. anybody reprimanded. We won't see anything more on that. Um, no, it was just them gaslighting. And then having the, the CNN, I remember that um, that interaction, the, the CNN one where the guy um was saying that 75% of the uh, our National Guard is um, conservative mind or Christian or, or something like that. Oh, they could be a problem. Um, they could be a problem. They, they could be a problem. It might have, you know, conflicting views. And, um, meaning, I, I'm sorry. Like the, meaning they're like the KSK in Germany where they, they don't agree with you and they perceive you as a threat to their nation that they have sworn their lives to uphold and defend. You mean, yeah, that could be a threat. Yeah, that 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 
should be a red flag to the American people. And honestly, I'm I'm really surprised that um not surprised, not surprised at all, but I am surprised in the sense of in the America I thought we were years ago, I'm surprised that the left didn't rise up after that CNN article and be like, what the hell is this? What 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 is this? And and it, you know, would have looked into it. But taking a step back into reality, it only makes sense. The uh, the left would be like, yeah, we, we have to get them out of there because they're not going to fight for our, our nation and our views. What if what if they turn on the president or they they turn on one of the officials or something? Or what if one of them get out of the military and use their training to to do some kind of violence and whatnot? Like it, it, it's it's too much of a risk. That's the mindset now uh, of the left, when in reality, those conservatives, every single member of the military in my family that either served or is currently serving. They're all conservative. They're all Christian. You know what mindset they have? I'm here to protect your right to make your own damn decision. If you want to be a dumbass and, and go and take the injection, do it. Be a dumbass. Go for it. Uh, you you want to be a, a dumbass Marxist and want to fight for Marxism? Do it. That's your freedom of speech. And that's what they fought for, is our rights and our freedoms. So to go at them like this is another gaslighting endeavor on all conservatives, all Christians, anybody that supports the military, that, that, that's just them gaslighting. So for the listener, I am flipping the bird to each one of them, if you can't tell. Not, not the military, but the higher ups, the brass, the ones that are pushing through this nonsense to our troops. And the problem is, is it's, it's infiltrating the, the, the grunts. The, we're, we're getting those. <laughs> I, I've seen... I've seen TikTok videos of of staff sergeants that are in the military, and it's your typical dyke. Uh, you know, it's just I know that's not an acceptable term, but whatever. Who cares? You know exactly what I mean. They're pushing these agendas, like uh, you know, talking about if you don't get the vaccine, you, you should be thrown out of the military, or uh, picking fights with men, saying uh, you know you should treat us equally like uh, women, you should treat them equally as men, and um, if we were to treat you equally as we treat other dudes, the, the interactions that we have are considered sexual assault. I mean, it would not just sexual assault, but just assault in general. I mean, the, the, the kind of roughhousing that dudes do to one another just in banter and, and like it's assault if we did it to a woman. You mm -hmm. can't do it. The, 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 the male is physically stronger anyway. I'll tell you what, uh, I'll just give you the last word on that. Uh, you seem to go on quite a tirade there at the end. So, um, yeah, it's well said. All right. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. We also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers. So get over there and get signed up to us. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.